Good afternoon and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake. Joined in the studio by Big Lou Maddox working the boards for us and our good friend Coach James Dickinson. And uh, fellas, I've been on a little hiatus. I was in Las Vegas for the great most most of this week. Just got back at two in the morning last night from flying in from Denver on Southwest. Uh, we took kind of the, I guess, is that called the red eye? The red eye. And the red eye, it's red eye in the morning and red eye late at night, right? I mean, there's two right. different red eyes. So we took the late night red eye back from Las Vegas and had three fun-filled nights and four wonderful days. And, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm about to lose my voice. But um, Susan and I, we were in Las Vegas when the shootings happened. Wow. At uh, UNLV campus. As a uh, gentleman or a guy that a man he was sixty seven years old was trying to get a job hired on in the business school economics department of UNLV, he came from North Carolina or uh, oh, no way I was he worked for East Virginia Tech and then Georgia ECU too uh, Eastern Carolina University okay. I think he was also a uh, but anyway. He um, didn't get hired on and took it out, uh, unfortunately, on uh, the people he thought were responsible for it. And uh, it was quite an event. Susan and I had walked down that day um, down to from where we were on the south end of the Strip down to the Bellagio area, Cosmopolitan, uh, just to take a walk and stretch our legs. And uh, we were coming back about lunchtime when the shootings happened. Mm. And we happened to walk by somebody because there's hundreds of people on the strip walking up and down. Beautiful weather in Las Vegas this time of year. And um, Susan heard someone, as we walked by them, Susan heard someone mention the word active shooter. And so immediately, you know, nowadays in society, you hear somebody just passerby mentioned there was an active shooter or the word active shooter your ears kind of point up and you start looking around and since said drake somebody just mentioned active shooters as i, I walk by him on on one of the walkways that goes over las vegas boulevard that connects i believe this was the mgm to new york new york and i said well honey i don't know anything about it so she pulls up her phone and sure enough we're staying on the walkway there above las vegas boulevard and police cars and emergency units are flying by with their sirens on. And there's been a shooting about lunchtime at the UNLV business department on, on campus. Uh, one person critically wounded, three dead, and the campus police shot the um, shooter, took him out. So... Um, Drake, we're glad you you made it back. Yeah, okay. I mean it was That's and, scary and, stuff. And what I thought was, and I, I looked at Susan and said, you know, what if and this guy was obviously taking it out on people he thought were responsible why he did not get the job at UNLV as a professor. But I mean, what if this guy what if the guy just decides, you know what? I can do more damage if I just go down to walk down to the Las Vegas strip. Did they have and, some, just, and just open fire down there rather than did in, they, on some campus uh, Drake, setting. did they have some type of lockdown with, at, on the street? Yeah, immediately they locked down. They, 
not on, not on the strip. Okay, no. I figured it would. But then the and the Las Vegas campus is very near, right yeah. next door to the uh, Harry Reid Airport, and so, I mean, they're basically touch each other, um, and there was a lockdown on 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 the UNLV campus immediately, right. um, and they were shutting down certain avenues to get that surrounded the campus. So it was very odd and very kind of ominous. And, and, you know, Las Vegas, they just, they went through the thing with uh, Mandalay Bay and the country music festival shooting, 60 people died out there and, you know, uh, dozens more wounded. And so, you know, that kind of watching their local newscast and them trying to figure out what was going on, you know, that you could tell that was kind of bringing back a lot of memories for just, just the newscasters that were casting that day, broadcasting that day. Yeah, not, uh, so, good, not good memories. No, Obviously. absolutely not. And it's not good for anywhere in the U.S. and and especially Las Vegas because those guys, um, you know, they thrive off of tourism and and people coming in and spend their money, and if people don't feel safe, and they're and, not going to come. And things like this help happen multiple times in that area. Just like certain parts of Mexico, you know, there there okay. there are places that Mexico has a stigma that it's not safe to go there for some tourists. Some people feel that way, some people don't. Just depends on what, you know how safe you or how much you want to risk. Um, but anyway, it was very kind of a surreal moment to be there and to be a mile and a half from all that happening. Um, but we made it back safe, and That's the key. we're back on the air and we're doing this doing this thing updated and we're not going to run any more uh, reruns of the show. This is, this is the real deal all the way through bowl season, new years, you name it. We're going to do it all. And then a brand new studio too, Drake. This is the first time you've been in the studio. This is, this is Mr. Kennedy reached in his back pocket and pulled out his checkbook (laughs) and has, and has has shined up, shined up this old penny loafer sitting on West seventh street. And then buddy, it shined up and put tassels on it. We're ready to go. I mean, you know, Put a brand new pen and stuck a brand new shiny penny right in front of those loafers. You know, that's, well, that's what they did back in the day, Lou. But yeah, back big time. Now you guys, now you guys, nowadays you young guys are even scared to crease your tennis shoes. You put in, you put in things in their tennis. You know, that's the thing. Now they put in these plastic moles inside their new tennis shoes, so when they walk, the the it shoe crease. It it doesn't crease. It stays. And you know when I bought a new pair of tennis shoes, I was trying to break them in. <laughs> so, I think oh, that's a question. You know, I'm old. So a question, Drake. Yeah. Are you still on cloud nine from last Saturday night? Alabama winning the, the Southeastern Conference. Well, and you know, and I'm look. Everybody knows it. Anybody listens to this show, and even for those of you who are, are news listeners, I'll tell you, I went to University of Alabama. I'm an Alabama fan. No qualms about it. Um, Alabama was a six-point underdog playing in the SEC championship game. <laughs> Alabama was undefeated in the SEC play yes. in the West. Uh, they lost to Texas second second week second or third week second, into the second, second week into the season week. of the season. Got beat at home. Um, Alabama won the West undefeated in the SEC. Went to play undefeated Georgia in the SEC title game, and Alabama came out the winner. They're the SEC champion. And normally, I don't care who you are. If Georgia had won, Alabama probably would not be in the in the in the college no, football playoffs. No, not with two losses. Okay, you know, and, but, and and you know Georgia loses, they shouldn't be in either. That's right. So so Florida all State shouldn't be in. So all you Bulldog fans, 
And all you Seminole fans, we're going to talk about the Seminoles here in just a second. But I'm going to tell you right off the right off the bat. I can tell you right now, you Bulldog fans just need to take your take your uh, red and black towels, wipe the tear your Bulldog tears from your face. <laughs> And go down there to the Orange Bowl, have a good time, play a good game against a good team, Florida State. They're not the team um, that they were before with their Heisman Trophy candidate, Jordan Davis, at quarterback. The 14-point spread right there. They're a 14-point underdog. So you tell me how a Florida State team is a 14-point underdog to a Georgia team that lost – that was a six-point favorite over Alabama but got beat by Alabama, and how that Florida State team deserves to be in one of the, considered one of the one of the best four teams in the country. A team that is a two-touchdown a two underdog to anybody in the country. doesn't matter if it's, if it's Michigan, if it's Alabama, if it's Washington, if it's Texas. If Florida Mich- State is a two-point – or two touchdown underdog to any and, of those teams, they don't belong in the. And you know, nobody wants no nobody wants to see the college football players. Nobody wants to see that a fourteen point underdog play play the number one team in the in the country. There's no telling. Michigan probably would have been a twenty one point uh, favorite over Florida State. Nobody wants to see another TCU or a Cincinnati in the playoffs. And I think that's what drove the decision to, there you to go. not put those guys in there. And, and I want people to understand, right now, if, FF, if FSU played tomorrow against the following teams, these this would be the Vegas Lions. If they played Michigan, the number one seed in the CFP tomorrow, they'd be a 13-point underdog. If they played Texas tomorrow, they'd be a 10-point underdog. If they played the University of Washington tomorrow, they would be a 6-point underdog. And if they played Alabama tomorrow, they'd be a 12-point underdog. So, out of the four teams that made the playoffs, they would be almost a touchdown or two-touchdown underdog to all those teams. And that that 6 that that Washington's getting right there, that's really generous. (laughs) You know, this is a Florida State team that, what, beat I mean, Louisville ten to six or something like so that. So painful to watch. It was painful. I was Michael, in pain. I was in literally cringing in pain watching that Louisville Florida State game. Washington wouldn't any any team any four of those teams would slaughter Florida State. And you know I get it. And and I I know the the governor uh, Oompa Loompa uh, uh, to say I know. I get it. You know, he set aside a million dollars to sue the committee. I don't know what he's going to sue him for. I don't know what he plans to get out of it. Nothing. And I and I understand that uh, Trump is down there, and both of them have gone on on social media to to bash the committee and tell them how horrible they are. You know, these guys will do anything to to appease voters and get votes. So I get it. But you know. The committee did their job. Their job was to put the best four teams at the end of the season into the college football playoff scenario, and that's what they have done. And congratulations to Alabama. And I'm sorry to Georgia, but you had you didn't take care of business, right, Coach? That's exactly what happened. Bottom line is that if you beat Alabama, you're in the playoffs. You don't beat them, you're, you're probably out. out. You're out. And so now they're talking about boycotting the Orange Bowl. Well, I tell you what, before you start boycotting the Orange Bowl. You better be careful for future bowl for future bowl invitations, mm-hmm. and, because and, because those Orange Bowl people and the Rose Bowl people and the and the Sugar Bowl people they are thick as thieves. And if you boycott one one year, then it could be a long time before you go back to another oh, and any yeah. and any of the associated bowls. As with the, the old saying goes, the money's in the bank, and the money's in all them big old bowls bank already. The the right checks back to universities. So if you're they, cap, if you're Capital One, the the sponsor of the Orange Bowl, 
and those two teams, you know, only Snub fill up, it. only fill up half the stadium. You're never asking those guys back again. That's no. that's damage to your brand. Well, anyway, also while I was in Vegas, the national finals rodeo was just about to start. It starts today and runs all the way through next week. And I'm telling you, folks, if you ain't never seen a bunch of cowboy hats and uh, cowboy boots and big belt buckles in your life, just go to go to Las Vegas when the national finals rodeo is being held because I'm gonna tell you. It's on out there. They're Does gonna, it kind of remind you of Mule Day? It's it's, it's like Mule Day <laughs> in the big city. In a, it's like Mule Day in Dallas. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of what it reminds me yeah. of. I mean, you know, and and, and there, you know, and there's and, and let me tell you something. Those big old boys that come off the ranches in Canada, North America, we're probably all over the world. I mean, this is the biggest mm-hmm. rodeo type thing. They come from all over the world for this. But uh, you know, there's some. There's some big, there's some big guys. I mean, and they there's could, some humongous prize money on this event. Yeah, lots of money. Yeah, well, we were at uh, Mandalay Bay one afternoon, and they were setting up their whole sports book to accommodate just the rodeo. They brought a huge, like a jumbo screen on wow. one end to and seating and everything. So I, I assume they figured out some way to gamble on it. You know, uh, Vegas that you can gamble on anything. In Sounds Vegas. like a fun time though. Oh yeah, I mean, be, that, I mean, those, those for, guys for were there to have a good time yeah. and. Uh, and more power to them. So that's what was going on in Vegas while we were out there. There's a lot going on. We had a good time. Came back with just a little bit of coin in my pocket, uh, a little bit more than what I left. Got on the plane in Nashville with. I got back off the plane in Nashville with more money than I left with. That's so, all you can ask for, right? Coach, a, I think I think trip. I beat. I think that's we beat. A great trip. I think we beat Vegas. Beat them death. That's good. So, and so that's a good. That's thing. the second time in a row you've done this. Yeah. Last time you went, you come back coins. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, we, I do okay. Well, I, don't, I don't get too crazy. Okay, that's Ray I'd Charles. Like and, uh, it is that time of year, folks. Thank you for joining us. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour for Coach James, Big Lou, Mr. K. We're going to take a little break. Be right back. That make a December. Here is my list for you. Just from me All I want For Christmas Are friends that sparkle And snow that's light on the ground Children with This is Coach Trader's dog from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and carry registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. 
This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Into the front porch sports radio hour. That was Miss Dolly Parton. Bring me, oh, absolutely. Best little house in Texas. Um, and as we were before the break, we were talking about college football and the college football playoffs and how upset Georgia and Florida State are. Um, but unfortunately, um, you know Georgia has to play better, and uh, and Florida State just caught a bad break at the end of the year, losing their Heisman Trophy candidate Jordan Travis, quarterback. And their bottom line is they're not the same team. Yeah, it, without it, him, they're not the same team. That's like that's like the Bulls without Jordan, uh, <laughs> the Lakers without Magic uh, or LeBron or Kobe. Uh, or Kobe. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, that's it's not. They're not the same team, folks. So you and, and the job of the committee, you can be as mad and as you know, peed off at the world you want to be. But the job of the committee is to put the best four teams at the end of the season into that playoff. And you know, part of the criteria, part of the rules of of the committee selecting a team, it says in that rule book. If you lose a coach or a key player, that's going to go into the factor. The equation that they use. To, 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 to choose a okay. team. And the thing is, I don't think the committee has followed that, getting the best four teams. So you look at TCU, we all knew what was going to happen there, even though they magically what? beat Michigan. Right. But like Cincinnati, too, that made it a few years ago and got annihilated by Alabama in the, in the, semi, in the semifinal game. Maybe they learned their lesson. That's what I'm Maybe. saying. This year is finally the year that they picked the best four teams and people are mad about it that they did their job. Remind everybody what the score, score was last year, TCU game against Georgia. 65-7. to seven. I didn't even everybody watch the game. Everybody turned the TV off after the first quarter. And that's quarter. why. That's why they're now going to – Stick you know, to doing their job and picking the four best teams. They they have to have people watch this thing. And look, I wasn't going to watch a sixty-five to seven national championship game. I turned it off. And what we want, pe- and what I want people to understand, you know, it's a this is a money-driven sport. I mean, now all all major sports, college, pro, whatever the deal is, even high school is becoming a money-driven sport. I'd rather watch but, Cornhole on ESPN2 than but, a national championship. Look, if you're Doritos, if you're Pepsi, 
If you're Coca-Cola, if you're Budweiser, if Coors Light, whoever it is, they're paying millions and millions of dollars to sponsor us, yes. sponsor these, sponsor these, this CFP, this college football playoff, and put it on TV and run a bunch of commercials. You don't want a 40, 30, 40 point ball game. You don't want it. Because like you said, people like what's going to happen last year with the Georgia TCU, they're going to turn it off and do something else the whole second half. Yeah. And you've spent 10 or $15 million on ads for, on yeah. uh, you know, commercials that the nobody, that I mean, not that nobody's going to see, but not, not people would watch if it was a touchdown difference a fraction, ball game. A right. fraction of the that's audience right. of a good that's, game. That's exactly right. The question I got, Lou and Drake, what if Florida State beat Louisville, which Louisville was a terrible football team, beat them 65 to nothing? Would they, would they got in then? That, that, with a backup quarterback, that's one of the that's one of the things that you got to look at. If if the backup quarterback and that third, so this is the third. This is the third string quarterback the, for Florida State. Either of those guys, he's from Tennessee here too. Yeah, he's from Covington. Covington. If either of those guys had come in and lit it up, they would have had a better argument. But they did not. They they, they were abysmal. Both of those quarterbacks did not play well. Right. No. So you, you have a huge fall off there. They they, they probably would have beat Louisville, who lost to Kentucky. By the way. They probably would have beat them by four touchdowns with Jordan Travis, but they Most didn't definitely. have him. Yeah. They didn't have him. There was a huge fall off. They absolutely were not the same team, and that's why they didn't make it. There you go. Okay, well, I know that the Heisman Trophy has lost its luster <clears throat> here in Tennessee ever since Charles Woodson uh, beat out <laughs> beat out Peyton, Peyton Manning back in the day. I but the help. Heisman Trophy is going to be awarded at the New York Athletic Club. This Saturday night at 7 o'clock, it will air on ESPN. And the four finalists are LSU's Jaden Daniel, who's minus 1,200. If you're going to bet some money on Jaden Daniels to win, which it looks like he is, you would have to put down $1,200 to win $100. That's crazy. That's how big of a favorite he is. Uh, the next closest favorite or the, the closest player to – Daniels, Jaden Daniels to win is Michael Penix Jr. Uh, he's at plus nine hundred, so you get a better deal on Michael Penix. You you put down a hundred and you win nine hundred. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. but the problem is he's probably not going to win. Probably not going to happen. The other two finalists, there are four finalists this year that will be that are invited and will be at the ceremony in New York City on Saturday night. Is Bo Nix? Bo Nix started his career at Auburn. University down there at the barn, down there at the barn on the plains. Uh, <clears throat> They've been uh, playing for seven years, uh, and and I, I still don't see it. Have I've, you heard it? I've never speak, seen speak, the hype. Speaking of Auburn, have you heard any nicknames for what happened uh, against Alabama? I've heard night nightmare at Jordan Hare. I've heard the disaster. Uh, on the pasture, I've heard that down. <laughs> That's pretty. That good. They've been called that the grave digger. The yes. play called Grave Digger. Fourth and LOL. Got to think of something that rhymes I mean, with I, I, planes. Yeah, I, I know. So, I, But that's just a few things it turns out I've heard for that last – as a matter of fact, we were walking um, down the strip in, in Vegas, and a, and a gentleman and his wife, she had on an Auburn something orange and blue, and he had on an Auburn cap, and I was wearing an Alabama – a jacket that has an A on the white A on the side, and we kind of passed each other, and I didn't really even notice. I was talking to Susan, so I didn't really notice him. And about the time they passed me, us going the other direction, I hear War Eagle. 
Oh no! <laughs> and I kind of turned around, and he, you know, he kind of waved a little bit, and I said, and I told him, I said, "Sir, I said, I tell you what, this Sunday, what you all need to do is go when you go to church, sit in the back left corner." <laughs> I said, "That's where God answers all your prayers, and that's where answer Alabama's, and that's where they answer yours." Drake, well, thought- he, didn't, he didn't think that was very funny, that's so funny. he did. He just moved, but it, and I bet you thought you were safe all the way in in Las Vegas <laughs> from from Auburn fans. You know but- what? You never say. I mean, I mean, you know. And I tell you what else I saw. We were. We went out to eat at a local Mexican restaurant there in Las Vegas, and we took an Uber. That, And this restaurant is kind of down near the UNLV campus, and this was on Tuesday Tuesday night. And uh, we're, we have to go drive by kind of the outskirts of Harry Reid, Air, of the Las Vegas airport. airport, and we drive by the little section where all the, the Learjets, where the casinos keep their private, where the, all those smaller jets or private jets are parked. Right. And right there out in front of God and everybody was the University of Tennessee jet, white, and it has some orange, UT orange stripes down the side, and a big giant orange T on the on the tail of it. And I just thought, interesting. You know, it's kind of weird. What, yeah. what what is that? I don't know. I'm sure there's all types of business they have to take care of, or conferences, or whatever they send. Maybe, maybe just a joy joy trip. I, maybe they just day trip to maybe Vegas. they just. Having a good time on. I hope not on our money. You know, uh, yeah. either, either. we've got a, we've got a governor that goes out spends one hundred twenty thousand in Europe at five star Michelin restaurants. I don't see why the dean of of UT can't go to Vegas or, you know, the AD. But anyway, it but, was but, just odd seeing that jet there. Back to Auburn for just one second. Okay, we're, talking about, we're talking about. We, I can talk about. I can talk about this. I can talk. I can talk about beating Auburn all day that's, long. That's fine. I, I wasn't going in that direction. Oh, oh okay. I'm talking about Bo Nix. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it's just me. I've never seen it. I, I I don't even think the guy is the best number 10 in Oregon history. I think Justin Herbert was better than him, and he wasn't even a finalist for the Heisman Trophy. I just, I, I've just never seen that it factor from Bo Nix. I tell you, I, I really – towards the end of the season, I can't remember which game it was. It might have been the – might have been the Washington game I watched, which is a good ball game, the, the last one. The championship. Yeah. But, you know, Bo Nix – and I was talking to I can't when I was talking to a friend of mine, I said, you know, watching Bo Nix and watching how Oregon throws the ball, Oregon throws, he threw twenty-five ten or twelve yard passes screen. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and then off 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 the down the field. The vertical passing of Bo Nix really wasn't uh an issue an issue. It's that it's that little dump yeah. pass that they make all the yards off of. When you say do. coach, I mean well, yeah, edge, you're yeah. exactly right, but in that championship game out there, Bo Nick's leg legs kept him in that game second half. You he know, did he had run some a big runs. Yeah. yeah, he did run a little bit. But well, every every throw he made was you know an unbelievable catch from from a wide receiver. Right. Their tight end Ferguson made two one handed grabs in the end zone and one off of his shoelaces. Yeah. Well, for any anybody that wants to bet on Bo Nix to win the Heisman, any you Auburn fans down there or Duck fans, uh, you're getting fifteen to one odds. He's at plus fifteen hundred. Uh, and the longest shot, and maybe one of the best players out of the whole bunch, is Marvin Harrison Jr., at Ohio a State. wide receiver who's not a quarterback out of Ohio State, and he's going off at two hundred to one, yeah, to win it. So it looks like Jaden Daniels is a shoe in for the Heisman, and um, you know he's playing for he plays for LSU. They had three losses this year, um, and that's really the only thing that that was an argument. Is is right. the team success? Um, 
because usually team success goes into that decision. But Absolutely it does. But he was the best player in college football, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, LS, LSU had a tremendous offense, but they had a horrendous defense. I yeah. mean, the problem was LSU could hang 45 on you, but they let you score 55 on them. That's, so, the, I problem. Mean, you know, yeah. that's the problem. That's why they had three uh, losses. But, and, I mean, I mean – have y'all seen the stats? The guy put up better numbers in the games he played than Joe Burrow did in 2019. He did. And that's not surprising. It's unbelievable. So, okay, uh, the, in the college, like we said, since we've come back from a little hiatus here, the college football uh, championships or, or, or playoffs is, has Michigan, and they are favored by a point in Las Vegas over Alabama, and they'll be played on New Year's Day at 4 o'clock in the afternoon in the Rose Bowl. And, and you know, Coach, what, why, why they, just, they just couldn't give Alabama – why the Rose Bowl? I mean, the, 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 the two CFP semifinals are the Sugar Bowl in New Orleans and the Rose Bowl out on the left coast in California. And guess now, why do you send Alabama and Michigan – Out west. All the way over to Pasadena, California, and all their fans, instead of just sitting – and then you take Texas University and, of Washington, yeah. who's on the left coast, and Texas, who is farther west than Alabama and Michigan, and bring them east to New Orleans. I mean, doesn't it just make it common make sense, sense. Just, oh. just to put Alabama, Michigan, and the Sugar, and Washington, and Texas out there – in Pasadena? I when said that? the same thing. I had a conversation a couple times already about that, but uh, somebody told me, they said, well, they're not paying for the uh, travel time anyway, so what does it matter? Right. I mean, and I get it. Yeah. I haven't I mean, thought about that until this point. That doesn't make any sense at all. But, and, and I mean, it's, it's predetermined with the, with the rankings. But And I know it, but, you know, it's about this whole thing about uh, all these teams from across the country being involved or being brought in. Um, all these West Coast teams <laughs> consolidating in these conferences where they'll have to travel, you know, thousands of miles to to play in their conference games, whatever it is, softball, baseball, college teams I'm talking about. USC and the Big Ten, for but, example. But the thing about it is it's also their parents, the fans, that, you know, that don't get to go, can't afford to go. They could go to the difference between Oregon and Oregon State, travel within the state to see their daughter play softball. But when their daughter from Oregon plays at Rutgers, yeah, I mean, you know, you it's really, you really can't, you really can't go see uh, your daughter play, and that's the kind of same thing with this, with this damn, oh, excuse me, darn CFPs, these college football playoffs. All the Alabama fans and Michigan fans, if they want to go see that game live, they got to travel out to California, yeah, instead of Alabama taking a five six hour drive to New Orleans. To go see, which is doable, you it's know, closer. You're going three thousand. A lot of miles. places in, in, in New Orleans is a lot closer to a lot of a lot of Alabama fans than say Knoxville is. Yes, or Gainesville. It's easier to get there to New Orleans. But now you're talking about moving the dang thing out to the Rose Bowl, and that's a long way. It's a long way. It sure is. It, I, but I, in, you know, and and the thing about it, and and the bottom line is, is they don't give the NCAA college football. Don't give a damn about the fan bases of these universities. It's all about the TV ratings and the bowls that are running the show. And they get best of both worlds. 
you know, they get the Who best of both worlds. The, the, the bowls by, and, by and the, the TV, TV coverage from the folks like me can't afford to go to Texas. I mean, to California. But yet, the folks that can, they're gonna get benefit from that. They're gonna get benefit from the TV ratings. So they get both both worlds. Well, just to move a football team, for example, you move University of Alabama it, to Texas, million dollars. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong though. The, I mean, on a personal level, if I was a player, I'd love to go to the Rose Bowl. But, you know. Um, well, anyway. Me too. That, 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 I'm going to get off my stump. But it makes more but, sense. But, I mean, it's ridiculous. What you're saying makes sense. Okay. So, uh, oh, the Vols. And, you know, what did what did, um, what did did Steve Spurrier say about the Vols <laughs> and the Citrus Bowl? What did, they, what did he say? <laughs> can't spell Citrus without UT. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that opponent's going to be that Steve Spurrier. He Iowa. was that'd be a bar burner. It'll he, be uh, he was witty. That Steve Spurrier. He could come he out with some zingers. You know what I mean? But I has. think Steve did say uh, Coach Spurrier did say you cannot spell citrus without UT, and that is who <laughs> the Vols are lined up against. Uh, they are a seven and a half point favorite against Iowa, and it's going to hit that line right on the. And head. they it's will be, be playing on January first, twenty twenty four. Uh, that's a noontime kickoff. What's and, the over and under? You're and that is a Monday. Mm, 14, 20. maybe. 20. <laughs> Can't be very high. Iowa's defense is I guarantee is very it's, in the thir- it's in the 30s, whatever it is. So. I, I say Tennessee wins 7-3. to three. That's my prediction. Yeah. Uh, their defense is so good. I'm, Iowa's defense is so good, but their offense is probably I did read this, though, country. Drake, that uh, nine times Iowa played this year under hit nine in a row. Isn't that amazing? Twenty-eight to twenty-five points was over and under. Speaking of under, tomorrow is the Army Navy game. Awesome, the Army Navy game. Um, uh, Two o'clock tomorrow, and the, guess the over under tomorrow. The over under in the Army Navy game tomorrow. Thirty-three. Twenty-nine and a half. <laughs> Twenty-eight points. Wow. 20, the over And I, you know what? My suggestion is take the under. Yeah. yeah. Anytime the over under is ex- it's just shockingly low, there's a reason, folks. Take they, the under, they go put, go under. And if you think it's shockingly a lot of points, then take the over if you want to bet on. Where it. Where are they playing they, that game at? At West Point tomorrow, or New York, or where? They all. It's, it's always played in Philadelphia. Is it yeah, always? Well, sometimes you know, they, the they did it at different places. I'll, I'll Google it. Okay. I'm interested when right. kick it off. At. It's going to be a fun um, one for 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 uh, Nestler and Gary Daniels. What about the Predators last night at home, taking care of Tampa Bay Lightning? They got by, they got three in a row now by by a big margin, too. five to one. Yeah, they won last night. They have a mini streak. They're starting to heat up a little bit. A mini win streak of three games. They're above five hundred too, right? Thirteen and twelve. Yeah, and you know uh, the Predators are one of three teams in the NHL that have not gone to overtime this year. After about 25 games, um, the Ducks and the Ottawa, the Anaheim Ducks and the Ottawa Senators uh, and the Predators have not gone to overtime, and every other single team in the NHL is. And so, okay, that music means we're going to our second break. I am Drake, and uh, I'm in the studio with Big Lou, Coach James Dickinson. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. If you guys will hang with us a few minutes, we're going to come back. And where do they play that game, Coach? Believe it or not, they play in that game at Gillette Stadium, and that's the first time they ever played that game there. That's where the Patriots played. Patriots Stadium. First time in 124-year series. And the Patriots shocked the world last night. And won a game. And won a game, too. Mm -hmm. Finally. Okay. We'll be right back. 
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you, even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. 
The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. I'll be home for Christmas. You can plan on me. Please have snow and mistletoe. Presents on the tree Christmas Eve will find me And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Big Lou Maddox and Coach James Dickinson. It is Friday. T-T-Y-F. There you go. And um, if you folks, if you now look, I'm just going to tell you right now, you've only got what? 18 days of Christmas. It's coming. I mean, it's coming. It's fast. here. So, you know, if you've been putting off that shopping, you just better get with it. That's my only advice to you. Now, what about the bump music this then? That'll get you in the mood. Oh, that will. That's, God, to- that's great. It's Tony Bennett. Yeah. You know, Frank Sinatra gets, said he's one of the greatest singers you've ever he's ever heard. I love it's Tony it. Bennett. He's so, got it. And that came from the chairman of the board. You know what I'm talking about? That's so, right. Big time. All right. Uh, last night. The oh the Army Navy game, coach, you found out will be played at Gillette Stadium, uh-huh. which is where the Patriots played. First time ever in 124 year history they play that game there. Okay, well they played the Patriots played at Heinz Field last night against Pick, Pittsburgh and came out victorious by a score of 21 to 18. And late in the game, uh, as Pittsburgh was getting ready to punt the ball, uh, they were in ter- in. Patriot territory with just over five minutes to go. They were getting ready to punt the ball, and they kind of used a quick count on the Patriots. They got the Patriots to jump off sides. Flags were thrown. But the referee said that the long snapper for the Pittsburgh uh, Steelers lifted his head before he snapped the ball. So, obviously, the long snapper is not allowed to look up. He has to keep his head down. And I, <clears throat> because you're not allowed to block the long snapper or hit the long snapper as a defender, right? that's against the rules. So, the and long snapper has to – he can't block until and he's he can't block either. And so, by him keeping his head down, he is just strictly there for snapping the ball. But they said he lifted his head up. Cause the Eli, instead of instead of giving the Steelers a first down and moved them back and made it fourth instead of fourth and three fourth and eight they punted the ball away with 
a little over five minutes ago, and the Patriots ran out the clock. So, by, the, by the way, lowest over-under total before that game last night in 30 years in the NFL. Really? That was the lowest total because those offenses are so terrible. Well, but it, it hit the over big time, and I think it hit in the first half, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Titans this weekend, for their record is 4-8, and eight, in case you guys are wondering. They go to Miami on Monday night football. Um, and there are two Monday night football games this week, uh, yeah, this sure, coming Monday. Green Bay and New York Giants and the Titans and the Finns. Um, the Dolphins are 9-3, and three, Tua and Tyreek Hill, who Tyreek Hill is looking to break the 2,000-yard mark this year. He already has 12 touchdowns. I've got him on my fantasy team. Me too. That's why I'm kind of I'm kind of up in the air. I'm kind of split. My heart's right. torn a, torn right. a, torn apart. Well, I've got I've got him stacked with Tua, so I'm doing you know we're doing okay yeah. when those two guys do well. And look for the rest of the season, they're they're looking to feed him and get him that two thousand yards. Why and wouldn't to, and to break that Calvin Johnson record? I think of nineteen hundred and sixty four sixty four yards. One nine six four. So um, other games this weekend the NFL that are worth walking watching. Um, Will be the San Fran. Will be excuse me. Will be Philadelphia at Dallas. Will be a great game. That'll be a great that, one. That'll be the NFC East. Uh, Dallas is a three and a half point favorite at home against Philadelphia. And remember, Philadelphia just got beat by San Fran last weekend by twenty three. So terrible you know, loss at home too. I you know I'm not going to take Dallas right there. I, I know Dallas is like undefeated at home this year. I'm not going to take Dallas in that game. I'm going to go on and take Philadelphia plus a three and a half, even though Dallas plays really well at home. Another good game to watch this weekend in the NFL will be Buffalo at Kansas City. The Bills have been the Bills fired their offensive coordinator. I want to say Kim Kim Dorsey yeah. three weeks ago, something like three. three yeah, it's been weeks. a few weeks. Okay. Well, since then they're new with the new offensive coordinator Joe Brady at the helm. Uh, the Bills are averaging 33 points a game. Yeah. Boy, would the Titans would the Titans give their left one to uh, to average that a game? Good gracious! I, you I mean, know, I think the Titans would. would I mean, their would, left pinky finger. Yeah, right? I mean, that, and I, I, I think, I'm just to clarify I, what I'm what the left one is. As a Titans fan, I want Ken Dorsey. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not like that guy hadn't taken those taken the Bills to you know be a, a one or right. two seed for the past. Four or five years, he's a great offensive right. coordinator. I take him over Tim Kelly. I think I think you? one of the Bills' problems is at running back. Uh, James, James Cook, Cook. I mean, he's good out of the backfield catching the ball. He's you know just he's b- not between a great the t- between the tackles, they go to Latavius Murray. But Latavius Murray is is older and better. Cook's a Georgia boy. Yeah, yeah. Yep. James Cook. Yeah, Dalvin yep. Cook's little sure, brother. That's it. I'm yeah. sure he needs to wipe those bulldog tears out of his eyes. Also, <laughs> anyway, um, the L.A. Rams are at Baltimore Ravens, and the Rams have been on. They've uh, been playing better. They're they're, yeah. they're on the on the upswing, and the Ravens have been playing well. And it'll kind of be an offensive offense versus defense. And who would have thought that the Rams' uh, the best three would be Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams? Great name, by the way. Puka Nakua. It's yes, a great name. absolutely. And uh, so that's a good game. And I'll tell you another one. Detroit gets out of the roller rink and has to go play at Soldier Field against Chicago in Chicago December weather. I'm not sure what the weather's going to be like up there, but it's not going to be near as nice as in the friendly confines and indoors of Ford Field where Detroit plays. so And also with with the Lions, Hendon Hooker back at practice finally off, off of the torn ACL. 
So uh, Jared Goff goes down. With you never Knight. know. Yeah, yeah, here comes here comes Double H, and uh, the Vol Nation rejoices. You know. Okay. Um, what other? Oh, Indianapolis at Cincinnati, and you know we just Indianapolis is fighting. Both these teams are you know are very desperate. You know. Probably culture in a wild card spot right now. Right. Yeah, and, and and they're trying to get there. They go up against Jake Browning, and Jake Browning looked pretty good. He played terrific he was, for Cincinnati. He, he was fourth. I was watching a, a fantasy program today. He's fourth in fantasy points among all quarterbacks in the NFL uh, last week okay. against Jacksonville. Um, and this is this is the time of year we're in. Our fantasy league is in the last week of the regular season this weekend. Yep. And then playoffs will start uh, week 15, 16, and 17, and then it's over. Because a lot of teams rest their players the last weekend of the of the regular season, getting ready for playoffs, so not everybody plays. But um, as far as fantasy goes this weekend um, – the only the only players I'd be worried. These are some players that, that I'm looking at in in matchups um, moving forward as far as fantasy goes. I don't know what's wrong with Austin Eckler at, at Los Angeles Chargers since he has come back from an injury. Um, he's been very disappointing. Denver's at Los Angeles this weekend. It's not going to be a very good game. Minnesota. Uh, with Josh Dobbs, Justin Jefferson's coming back. Josh Dobbs has been the most scrambling quarterback in week 9 to 12. Uh, that's basically because he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Jordan Ju- Addison's pretty much it. Jordan, Ju- And to help Jordan out, Justin Jefferson will return against at Las Vegas this weekend. Carolina at New Orleans, and that's a really low over-under too. Um and probably, probably Jameis Winston. That's right. Jameis Winston uh, will will be picking up for Carr as Derek Carr has multiple injuries. Um, okay. Now, uh, Magic 8-Ball for this weekend. Take the under 28 in the Army-Navy. We're going to do some unders. Magic 8-Ball said under. Under in the Cleveland-Jacksonville game. Under in the New York Jets-Houston game. And then take Las Vegas Raiders at home against Joshua Dobbs and the Minnesota Vikings. TD scores. Baltimore Rams game. Take Isaiah Likely in the Indy Cincy game. Take Jake Browning to rush for a touchdown. Atlanta, Tampa Bay. Take Drake London plus 250. In the Detroit, Chicago. Cole Komet at tight end. Seattle 49ers. KW the third. T.J. Hawkinson in the Minnesota at Las Vegas game. Donald Parham Jr. to catch a touchdown for Los Angeles Chargers against Denver. Latavius Murray to run one in against Kansas City. DeAndre Swift to run one in against Dallas. And in the Tennessee-Miami game, take all the wide receivers for Miami. (laughs) Okay, this has been the Front Port Sports Radio Hour. For Big Lou, Coach James Dickinson, you guys have a wonderful, safe weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday. 